Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast, episode 38. Welcome to the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast, the show that takes a look at the hottest relationship drama on television. Sit back and enjoy the ride. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And I'm Cliff Ravenscraft. What's the matter there, babe? Oh, <clears throat> my voice is feeling okay. a little worse here. That, that's a, that's okay. So anyway, we're here um, back and ready to discuss the um, season four finale of Grey's Anatomy titled Freedom. Mm-hmm. The epic drama that it was. The epic drama. It was an amazing episode. I just want to get this out of the way. Okay, go ahead. All right, here we go. <clears throat> should I take my headphones off? Yes, you probably should. Okay. I made it through the wilderness. Somehow I made it through. Didn't know how lost <laughs> I was until I found you. I was beat, incomplete. I've been, oh, here, let her take it over. So anyway, I fulfill. You know what? I make a bet and I keep my promise. There you go. I sang on the episode, and we're going to talk about this episode. Here we go. What you got there, Stephanie? You should not make bets that <laughs> you are not positive that you're going to win. <laughs> I thought for sure I was going to win, though. <laughs> Never underestimate the power of a woman. Uh, yeah. So um, I loved the the. Um, Darn it, now I can't even think of what it's called. Did I throw you off there, you babe? Th- yeah. <laughs> Your singing threw me way off. No doubt. I was in a groove. Um, They're saying one more time for the cheap seats in the back. No. No. You know what? No. Once was enough. I, I he, he fulfilled his debt and... Um, yes, I do. You know, I think we should all be happy with that. <clears throat> but but that's not until or late. Just I mean, that or just be happy that it's over. Or just be happy that it's over. Absolutely. Um, do you want to start off talking about that? Or no, no, you, okay, wherever you want to go. Because I don't have I don't have that right at the beginning. No, it, well, it I was at to, the end of the episode. So if okay. you want to wait till the end, I'm fine. I want to start off by saying I absolutely loved. The um the voiceover in the beginning. Okay. The information that Meredith was sharing in that voiceover, I thought was just really cool. Okay. And um I didn't get I didn't get to jot it all down, but um I know she said something along the lines of a day without death is a rare gift for a surgeon, and um it was just it was just a really really great excuse me a really great voiceover. Yes. To start off the episode, I really liked it. So, pretty much that's it. Okay. And, um... A day without debt. So, Dr. Wyatt's mother sliced her wrist with her scalpel, uh, and then, of course... Meredith's mother. She's Meredith. telling okay. Dr. Wyatt this. Yeah. I wrote down Dr. Wyatt because last week I couldn't remember her name, and I kept calling her by the wrong name, so... Is that why that says I paid Dr. Attention. Wyatt? I paid attention, and her name is Dr. Wyatt. 
Gotcha. So anyway, that's that's why that's in there. And Meredith sh- shares that um, her mother sliced, sliced her wrist with her and scalpel. Yes. And um, that she was instructed that if she called for help and tried to save her mom's life, that she would get into trouble. And so I just I just thought that that is important as to who Meredith has been up to this point. Absolutely. You know? and And I love how... You know, and, and I hope you don't mind if I just continue on that storyline. No, that ahead. later in the episode, that they she it, it really opened her eyes to understand that. Like, wait a second, my mother is an ex was an excellent that, surgeon. Yeah, I have. That she, in is, I know you have it. I mean, there's no doubt that you have it yeah. in your notes because they're very they're quite copious. I might add, Stephanie. What do you mean? By that? Copious means that okay. it's very extensive, very okay. thorough. Okay. You did wonderful. That's job. what I thought that it's word meant. It's not a word that I use often in my vocabulary. I know, it, but it, it was a word of affirmation for you, one. Thank you, my my you. wonderful wife. I was um, I was very overwhelmed taking notes through this episode because I wanted to just sit back and watch it and take it in. Uh huh. And then I I would look up and I'd be like, oh wait, I'm taking notes, and so then I'd have to try to remember everything that happened in the last <laughs> few sequences. And anyway, so thank you. Thank no you. problem. So here's the situation. I mean. She's an excellent surgeon. So if she wanted to kill herself, she would have done it. She chose. She, she wanted Richard back. That was, oh my gosh, was that awesome? It was so cool for Meredith to get that realization. Yeah, and um, and for her to understand that when her mom said you need to be extraordinary, that doesn't mean. As a surgeon, mm-hmm. you need to be an extraordinary woman. And so as you see Meredith kind of grasp this, um, Kim is calling it a, an, an epiphany, when she is getting this information, it is just absolutely blowing her away, you know, when all of this is, is kind of finally being revealed to her absolutely and i'm I'm feeling like this is like a super smart podcast because we're using terms like copious epiphany it's not very smart because i didn't know what copious meant i'm sure i only read epiphany from kim from kim's i'm I'm sure this will be a a podcast of great serendipity as well yeah okay sure (laughs) anyway so yeah it was awesome i loved i loved i i okay I remember saying in the Grey's Anatomy fan podcast on multiple occasions, I am so done with Derek and Meredith. I am so done with them. I, it's like it's boring. It's, But I found myself cheering at the end of this episode. I loved the end of this episode. It's like, well, of course, you and I, I mean, we. it's no secret I now that you and I loved it. had read some stuff that said that they were literally, this is the direction they wanted to go. They yeah. finally were going to bring them together and keep them together, all that stuff. So we knew it was coming. But still, the way they did it, even though I was completely 100% anticipating the outcome, they still did it in a way that was entertaining, it's, inspiring, yeah. and just it was just great. It really was. It it, it was just remarkable. I, I loved the way um, that the way that everything came together. You know, I loved the way that they set everything up throughout the episode, and then when when it unfolds, when she's standing on the hill and she doesn't have a signal on her cell phone, and she's like, "This was stupid," and this was just I, the stupidest idea you've ever had. I know, and, and I'm just, sitting there. They're they're searching for each other in these different places, <laughs> and I put in the chat room. Do these people not have cell phones? Hello. <laughs> no, 
because brain surgeons aren't smart enough to think to pick up the phone to call. No. The only thing um, that I have I a problem that with that. they were so busy. Well, if Meredith, they could have been trying to call because they showed that she didn't have a signal on her phone. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, the only they, problem they, I have okay. with that is if Derek never has a signal up on the hill, then how does he get his pages for the hospital? But anyway. We won't go there. Of course, you know, different cell carriers. There's sometimes somebody. Exactly. Anyway, we won't go there. That was just stupid. Once they get married, then Cliff. they can be on the same. Andrea wants to say something. And we okay. allowed, look, can we bring her in real quick? Yeah. Let's yeah, let's see can. what Andrea has. Andrea, you are on the Grey's Anatomy fan podcast, line five. Go ahead. Hi, guys. Hey. How are you? <laughs> Never been better. Gets better every minute of the day. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> No, what I was going to say is that I think that they were trying to surprise each other. Or, you know what I mean? Like, so they couldn't just call and say, hey, I'm coming over. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I can see that. But I, there was there was obviously, you know, at one point you would say, okay, well, they've obviously been looking for each other for a while now, and they haven't found each other. It's like, okay, so pick up the phone. And then they show us on the hill. Show right. show. Show her on the hill trying to yeah. get a cell phone signal. Well, I love when he opened up the door to the trailer and and went in expecting her to be there, and then out of you know the corner of his eye, he sees all the lights. That wow, were from was the that awesome? Was that not like totally romantic? That I mean, was romantic. On. I mean, I'm like, okay, I understand that that's a cheesy girl thing, but I I was I'm like, I thought it was I cool. had I had ultimate respect for that scene. It was you know totally what she awesome. did very romantic. Do you know what Meredith did in that moment? What did she do in that? She moment? spoke in his love language. She because did? she knew that he wanted a house. In yes. that place, and she laid out the candles that in, was in an, the shape of the house, and here is our kitchen, and here is where our kids will play. She spoke in his love language. That w- She did an act of service. She did. As a way of speaking love to him. Absolutely. Do you agree, Andrea? I do, I do. Okay. Awesome. Good. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm still I'm taking it all in. What, <laughs> no, I'm just glad I understood what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, we're going to go ahead and put you on mute, but go ahead and request a talk anytime. In fact, anybody who's in the chat room, which is yeah. there are a few of you out there, so uh, feel free to hit that request a talk button anytime throughout this. We promise that although it was a two-hour season finale of Grey's Anatomy, this, this will, will not be, be a two-hour two- podcast because right. we're heading to the Smoky Mountains tomorrow. We are. That is so cool. I would still like to keep our, our goal leave time at, yeah. of 9 or 10. Okay. I, I really would. Seriously? Yeah. Seriously. That was a joke. Seriously. It was, it was, I, okay. I get it. It's a joke. Okay. So anyway, back to my notes. Okay. Back because to the we notes. Because can, we, can, we can go back to Meredith and Derek as much as we went throughout this episode. Yep. Because they are the majority of, of the notes that I have. Okay. Well, let's see what I've taken. What do you have next? Meredith gave, yes, let's talk about Yang. Gave Christina the sparkle pager to cheer her up, which totally worked right away. (laughs) She, she spoke in her love language. That's exactly right. (laughs) I think Meredith's been listening to our podcast. (laughs) Okay. Just a moment. We have to do this. I'm sorry. Self promotion here. Not quite so shameless. (laughs) You you know, I'm sorry. Uh, so here's the situation. Here's what we're talking about. We we do a podcast. That, well, okay, we do 18 podcasts, but we, we do, do another podcast called Family from the Heart. And in the Family from the Heart, we're covering a book called The Five Love Languages. And uh, each week we're covering one of the love languages. And it's, it's basically how to communicate love uh, uh, using different people's love languages so um go to episode number three of family from the heart if you want to find out what we're talking about because that'll explain it all and i and i'm sure that you'll find that just as entertaining as this podcast 
So okay, um, so now. so she she gave Yang the sparkle pager, which I absolutely loved. That because I think that that Christina needed it in that in that moment mm-hmm. to bring herself out of this funk that she was in. I think she was she her brilliance was being overcasted by Burke. Yes. It, no, or the shadow of him. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I loved in that scene, there was something that spoke to me in that scene, and I, and, and I don't know if it spoke to anybody else, but in that scene, there was something that spoke to me, and it was the, you know, it's like, do you want to dance it out? You know, which is no. kind of like, let's just ignore it. Let's right. just, let's just ignore which, of, of course, is not a good thing. Right. Um, it, it is it is one way that we medicate ourselves in, in a way to help us to deal with pain in our lives. Right. Is just to ignore it. Um, and, and, of course, this is my own psychobabble here. Not that I'm a professional psychologist or anything like that. I love that. So, uh, anyway, and then the next one, and no offense to any psychologists are out there. I don't mean to call this psychobabble. And it, anyway, I'm just darn offensive. Just forgive me. Go. Just go. <laughs> I know. What? Just keep going. Stop going. apologizing for being who you are. I'd Just like to apologize. Go. It's who I am, and I'm not. But you're talking apo- about Yang, and she doesn't. So go. Okay. And so the next thing is like, so do you want to do you want to drink tequila? Which no. you know obviously is another thing. <laughs> it's that, another Medicaid, yeah. Which is something we've seen quite often in here. Um, now the thing is, is of course going along this line, there was another form of medication in another person at the very end, which it, which is in here. I hate, I, and it, I'm not. Gonna, we're not going to go there, but but I, I'm like, come on, Izzy, she did, didn't do it. She she did give in. No, she did not. Are you sure? At he the cried end? on her shoulder. Oh, I don't know. He cried on her shoulder. Are you sure? Please, okay, please, just I, for tonight. Yeah. he cried on her shoulder. She did not give in. Are you sure? Yes, okay, I am okay. sure. Okay, I no, I believe you. Well, then I'm glad. Okay, they, they hugged. hugged. She's comforting you, but okay. they did not have sex. Okay, good, good. Because I, am I unless the season five premiere no. opens with them in bed together? Okay, get ready to sing again because they didn't. No, no, she no, did I'm not, not give no, in. No, I'll, I'll give in right now. But can, can I just ask if am I on the wrong track to think that that's what he was begging no, for? No, that's what he was begging for. Okay, good. No. I just wanted to make sure I'm like, did I get that wrong no, too? No, that's what he was begging he for. He was begging for that, right? Yes, but she did not give in. Okay. Don't, don't, I. No, that's cool. I don't want them to give you any more reason <laughs> to, to, sing. To, to hate Izzy. No, oh, no, to, no. To hate Izzy. I don't. Okay. I We've seen some character growth in her. Good, good. Okay, well, I'm glad I'm wrong. I'm, I, I'm actually, I'm glad I'm wrong in that situation good. because I really thought I don't know why, but I just, I just, I guess I assume that that's what they were. He showing. kissed her again, but she pulled back, and good. and he begged and. Wow, Izzy. They ended that scene with him crying on on her shoulder. Izzy, I'm proud of you. You're still a legitimate character, but I'm proud of you. Nah, she's working her way back. So go ahead. <laughs> We're was... talking about the tequila. Okay, well, I'm done. You know, tequila. Well, I love... But then she says, then she says, do the you want to make fun of me and mock me? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Wait, that is another one. That yeah. is another one. You're absolutely right. There, there is that one Which as well. Is why Cliff and I watch Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> that is exactly why I watch Hell's Kitchen. You know, it's it's, it's Gordon Ramsay's <laughs> therapy session, and I enjoy watching Gordon Ramsay's therapy session. But. uh... <laughs> I have no idea why, but uh, anyway, yeah, they're they're saying make sure that was recorded. It uh, was. That's gonna it be was. edited out in post. I'm no, it will right not now. because I do post production. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, so yes, that one was one, and then yeah. she's like, "Do you want the Sparkle Pager?" And it's like, and you know yeah, what? It's I like, mean, I love the way that she kind of she pulls her head out from under the covers, and she's like, "Yeah." I mean, you know, 
that'll work. No, and that'll and I'm like, a- you know what that now, you know what that is, is it's getting up on the horse again. Yes, it is. And that, my friends, I, I'm, you know, that's what life is all about. That's what life is all about. And I'm so glad that they showed that in Yang. And I'm so glad that they showed her, um, you know, I'm not thrilled about her. What, what did she say to Yang or to Han? What are the words? Get off, you know, what did she say? Step back or Stephanie? Hello? What, what did Christina, Christina say? Christina say to Han in the- She said, shut up and let me work. That was it. I'm not, a, I'm not exactly, I am not exactly happy that she said, shut up and leave me work because that is totally inappropriate. I don't care what the context is. That is just not appropriate. However, at the same time, I'm like, yay, I'm so glad and, and I'm so thankful Chief Weber stood up and says, give her some room or back up and let her do her yes. thing. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Now, when she, now when Chief Weber came out and congratulated, or not congratulated, no. when she, he, he scorned Han for not teaching. Said, you need to learn how to teach without crushing their spirits. You need to do better if you want to work with my residents. Exactly. Now, did he know that Yang was behind her? I don't think so. I don't think so, because I think it would have been inappropriate to do that if he knew that Yang was back there. Exactly. I think but it showed he was I am shocked. glad that she was back there. I think it showed that he was shocked that she was there. Yes, I'm glad that she... But I'm glad that she was there because she then, in return, began to teach Lexi. Yes. Which I think was another huge growing point They did a great job of showing the scene with the banana. It's like, hey, go get me that. Go get my banana. Should out of I that. peel it for you too? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh man, no. And she's like, I'm going to teach you how to do this. It's like, okay, that's cool. I, I love that she sits there with her with her earbuds in, listening to her music, and she's like, nope, you missed one. You know, you need to do. She's listening to the Grey's Anatomy she's fan podcast, probably on her iPod. And, um, anyway, I I I like that she she is teaching and she is concerned with Lexi's learning. But she doesn't let her know that. Right. She, she keeps a facade of distance. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You you go ahead and try to put it on. We, we know who you really are now, Christina. That's right. <sighs> so anyway. We know who, they, who she is. I just don't think they all know who she is. I don't think she always knows who she is, but she's getting there, I think. That's the good thing. Right. All right, so where are we at? Uh, be we a man? are at Be a Man be who you are okay and um this was the scene with the guys outside outside on Derek's land in the very beginning chief says be a man richard was a total jerk i i tell you whatever he said i did not like it i mean it's like you know i'm you know i'm still this <laughs> i'm still that nah and and he says yeah you're doing it like bunnies <laughs> and he's like <laughs> And I'm I'm going home, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's like you know, come on, quit being a jerk, right? You know, you, you can't go lying to your wife and all of a, you know, I don't know. What do you mean lying? I, the, the, he was very arrogant and cocky, and I didn't like how arrogant and cocky he was. It's like you know, I didn't change, and I'm going, and I'm I'm back with my wife. You know, it's like, but he did change. I but he did, but he was cocky and arrogant, and and tried to play it off as though he hadn't changed. Okay, you know, okay. It, it's like come on. But I I liked at the end when he came home, and because I think that this is what this is what Adele wanted, mm-hmm. and he came home and he's like, I'm a good man, and I know I have screwed up, but. Um, I'm very aware of the fact that I have been a good man to everyone but you, and um, I want to come home. 
I'm not asking. I am telling you, I want to come home to my wife. And I think that that is what she wanted from him. Those were the words that she needed to hear from him. Right, right. So. And I'm glad that she got those and words And she said finally. it's about time. It's about time. Now, I'm really wondering what's going to happen next season because we got Eli Stone and we have Grey's Anatomy. Now, is Adele going to be Adele or is she going to be Eli's secretary? Well, she's never been she's never been a full on character on Grey's Anatomy. That is true. That is true. So she's she could, been a special guest star. So, so she could, she do, could both. do both. And they're both on. No, is it, what's Eli Stone? Is Eli Stone ABC or Fox? It's on ABC. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's good. Oh, that's right because they didn't cancel it. That's right. Duh. Fox would have canceled it already. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, the only Fox shows we watch are House, Idol, and Hell's Kitchen. Yes. So Hell's Kitchen is on Fox. It is. Oh wow! It's and they after. haven't canceled it. No. Sweet. Okay. Alrighty, so anyway. Are you ready to move along now? I am. Let's see here. <laughs> I, the whole, oh, wait, the thing is, I, I really love it because Mark's like, you know, I, I, you know, I can't change. I can't change. And of course, he is changing. He's still changing. He is changing. He's, and I like that. And I love that Derek's like, listen, I'm not saying a word. I'm not judging anybody here. And I really like that part. So now I'm ready to move along. I okay. just wanted to say I really like that part. Okay. So they're selling the, Derek's going to sell the land. He's going to sell the land. And Mark says, you can't sell the land. You are this land and ferry boats. And he says, I'm selling the land. Ferry boats crash. And that was just such a sad moment because that's when Derek. Now, obviously, we've seen the end. And so we know how it ends. But that was the point when Derek started to lose. When they showed that he not that he was had started to lose. But that he was at the the finishing cycle of losing his faith in what he and Meredith are supposed to be. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. He, to and you? you know what's weird is, it, and of course, of course, he was so down and depressed about the whole thing, and he still had Rose. And it's like, how can you lead Rose on anymore? I mean, go and cancel that. I mean, I know he did at the end he, of the episode, but still, I mean, you're standing up there and you're still in the land and you're hurt and it's, your heart's breaking. You obviously still love this woman. How can you do anything right. to string this other woman along? And I'm so proud of Rose in this episode. I, I am too. so proud of Rose in this episode. She, Which part? The the you know no you should be you're the person you're the person he would want to hear this from, and you are the stuff legends are made of. Exactly, you are the stuff legends are made of. I love... I felt bad for her because... I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, you go ahead and finish your statement because I know what I want to say, but go ahead. Well, why don't you finish it because I'm sure mine is just going to mirror along it. All I was going to say is that I am so proud of her as a woman because I I know too many women who who are so caught up in I need a man to make me happy. Right. I need a man to complete me. I'm nothing without a man in my life that they will let men walk over the, all over them, uh, just run them up one side down the other. They, I mean, it's just crazy what some women will allow a man to do to them it's just because they are seeking love and fulfillment through that relationship with that man. Right. And I'm so thankful that she stood up and gave an example of what I think a, a, a true woman should do. It's like, listen, if you are not being treated like the woman that you should be treated like, then you need to get rid of that man out of your life. And I so admire Rosa's character tonight. Yeah, she did a great job. Yes. She did a great job. 
And I think that she had plenty of time to prepare herself for what was coming when Derek said, I keep failing her. Yes. Over and over and over again, I keep failing her. And she says, don't you mean them? Mm -hmm. So I think that, well, I think Rose knew from the beginning of season four. (laughs) Rose has known all along that she didn't stand a chance, but... I don't. I think she thought she stood a chance, or else she wouldn't have slept with him. Honestly, no. I think no. I I think she. Okay. I, I do. I I really do. Um, because and, and and I think it was really. I think it was what Mark said to her. You know, you exactly and, that. I don't think she slept with him because she thought she had a chance. She slept with him because she knew she didn't have a chance, but she thought that if she did, she could keep him. No, 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 no. That's the opposite of what Mark says. No. The reason why you don't sleep with somebody and you hold back is because you're afraid that if they do, they'll lose interest. And so I'm saying that the fact that she slept with him, and I do not endorse this whatsoever. Right. I think it's wrong and I hate it. But anyway, I think the fact that she did sleep with him said that I'm confident in, in, in enough in our relationship to, know, to believe that if I do, he won't lose interest in me. That's what I think was being told in that story. So I disagree. Okay. I think that she okay. w- I think she did. Okay. Okay. Very good. All right. Are we done with Rose? Yeah. Okay. She's going to get Allison, a job at a new Ella, hospital next year. Allison L., out of nowhere in our chat room, puts, sidebar, my dog is snoring. Nice. So just in case anybody out there in the Grey's Anatomy land wanted to know, Allison's dog is snoring during the Very cool. taping of the Grey's Anatomy fan podcast. Cool. All right. So, so sorry. Okay. Had to bring in that breaking news. That's quite all right. <laughs> Where am I going from here? Uh, let's go to Rebecca. That's what's in the next in the notes, right? It is. So let's talk about Rebecca. So I was wrong. I'll admit it. I mean, I'm I'm not upset about the fact no, that I was wrong. I liked your theory, though. Tell them about what my theory is, just well, for those who are listening for the first time. Those of you who are listening for the first time and didn't hear last week, when Cliff shared that his theory was that Rebecca was going to have a brain tumor and be the be the case that that cracked that bottle of champagne open exactly um that she was going to be the time that they got it right and um so i um i really liked your theory you know what i'm glad that they didn't go with it i thought it would have been i think it would have been too much along the lines of uh the cutting of the elvad cable and still being allowed to be a doctor on the show and along the lines of mcsmurphy coming out as blue and then going back to work next week so it I'm, wasn't next week. But let me just have my fun. No. <laughs> Please. Some fun is not to be had. Come on. Just give you me that. You are constantly picking out continuity errors on these shows, but you have a clear continuity error. <laughs> <laughs> are you it keeping, wasn't. Are you keeping record of wrongs? Only where this is, only where <laughs> simple fact is is related. Okay, this so is- all I'm saying is I'm glad they didn't do it because <laughs> my theory why I liked it and it was in it was kind of like you know interesting. I think it would have been cheesy and it wouldn't have worked. And it I thought have it would have worked. been too coincidental. And I think that the way that they wrote it was better. was better for Alex's character development. Although I didn't like the pimp stuff. That We're was, not there yet. We're okay. talking about Rebecca. Let's talk about Rebecca. And We're then we'll talking talk about, about the Rebecca. Ah, <laughs> uh, Rebecca. So obviously she wasn't looking so hot in the beginning. Izzy made the comment, you know, Rebecca's not looking so good, and um, and Alex was all, "I've got it." You know, I've got it under control. And then you he know, was reliving his childhood. He, he was, was stuck as a child he in this episode. Was. 
And I almost cried. Now, I know that there are some people here in the chat room who have already admitted that they cried. I think I'm just a cold-hearted person because I didn't. Um, Although I was moved, (laughs) I almost cried when Alex was in the hallway and he said, I've done this before. I, I, um, I was a boy then, but I'm a man now and I can do better this time. And I've done this before. Yeah. I... I felt for him in that moment. And I think that they have written a beautiful character in this man who is trying to outlive the boy who he, that he was or the boy that stuck, that he stuck inside of. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think that this, I mean, this episode here was him breaking free. The fact that he says, listen, you know, you're, you're going to go here. They're going to do this. And, and I think he was smart. He's like, I can't help you. You need yes. something more than I have and, and to give. And, and so, you know, I, I, I think that next season's going to be good for him. I, I'm glad to see this. I and, too. and I'm wondering where they take his character because, man, they almost had me hate it, especially when he went off on Izzy. And I'm like, normally I, I would like Normally say, you would have been cheering, I but been that cheering. was hard. It, it, it was uncalled for. And, you know, being, you know, stuck inside your inner boy or whatever that is, it's like still that's wrong. Yeah. But but you know I mean and I, like I said I, I I you know it's like honestly I don't have very much respect for the person you're speaking to but that is a total lack of respect and I'm sorry but that's inappropriate no matter what right and I almost just said flat out said I hate this guy but for some reason I give him so much more credit than I do. Izzy, and that's just not right. And I understand that there's a conflict of interest there in my morality. Yes. So I love that the, out the, here. The I love the development that we're seeing in Izzy uh-huh. especially because you and I especially you have been so hard on her and and to see that she really is you know she stepped up and she behaved like a doctor with the with the couple who who was pregnant and and the wife had AIDS yes. HIV positive yes I'm sorry she um, did do that one thing right Okay. I'm trying to think. Anything else? She didn't tell Alex that Rebecca wasn't pregnant until Rebecca gave her permission to. She did do that one, right? Okay. And she stood up to Alex and said, Look, she's my patient. Oh. You're the loved one. I called psych. You can't do this on your own. She needs help. Okay, so she is three becoming go- okay. Three she good is decisions. becoming a great doctor. Okay, I will say she's becoming a better doctor. No, I don't think she. Bailey des- believes in her. That means she's becoming. <laughs> I don't believe she deserves a clinic. That's all I'm saying. She, she deserves a chance to prove herself. Yes, but it, and Bailey it, it, gave her that. It just happens to be in the clinic. Okay, okay, cool, sweet. Moving right along. Oops. Okay, so Bailey's not logging enough hours in the OR. She's got too many other things going on with her residence and her... She her wasn't logging enough the, hours at home. She wasn't logging enough hours anywhere. You know, when you... I think we can all identify with when we become so committed to so many different things, we can't give any of those things our full attention or our full excellence, and they all fall 
to to the wayside and I think that we've seen this and wasn't it at the end of last season that we were very disappointed in Bailey mm-hmm. you know and in her behavior and um and so I think that this is great and she recognizes that she can't do it all and she is going to have to give up something and um I loved the way that they used um seeing the bigger picture and she was saying you know I I'm sorry. <laughs> you were reading the chat room, weren't you? I well, no, I wasn't reading it, but I saw. I'm covering it up now. So there. <laughs> no, it's um, funny because I just want to point it out. It, it, Allison L says one L. She, this is medical calculus. One LVAD minus three good works equals. And it's question mark. Yeah, it's like so, so we're trying to figure out the equation of okay. whether or not she's good, great, or bad, or whatever. Anyway, okay. the problem with okay. The problem, somebody needed to step off and tell Izzy that she could not be Denny's doctor because she was his loved one. Yes. Just as she did Alex. Yeah. She is just as much to blame as the re- the rest of them are just as much to blame for that as, as she is. Yeah. And and so is Bailey and she recognizes that. Yes. Okay. Lay off Izzy. She made a mistake. I'm, tr- I'm trying. You make mistakes. No, I'm not. Should I, should she- I show you that letter that I found that you wrote no. me some years Babe. ago? Babe. Can we move on now? Hold on. Let me push the button. Right okay. Back off go. Izzy there trying to improve her character. Okay. Right okay. <laughs> We're back on Bailey. She she is she is trying to see the bigger picture and don't talk to me because I'm trying to see something. And um and, and I really liked that 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 analogy through her character development through this story and when she is looking at the boy and she she says you know we're missing something you know we we've done you know this and this and naming off the things that naming off the things naming off the things she's like his bladder you know um that they have been giving him so many fluids that something was going to explode and uh, or that his bladder was going to explode if they didn't relieve it and um and so i i loved the analogy of her realizing that to see the bigger picture she had to find what was missing or you know in her case find what was going to make her explode and relieve that right and in so doing she she gave izzy the clinic so i i really liked that if, the analogy if, for 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 bailey the one thing that i i enjoyed about that whole scenario there is that this idea and of course it's something that i've definitely been going through myself and that is the understanding that you need to find out what your values and principles are in life and determine what you want your life to look like. And then you have to say, okay, what is here that doesn't fit? Exactly. I've got, I've only got so much time in my life and I'm devoting too much of it to all these different areas. I'm not doing any of them well. What do I cut out? And the clinic is what she decided had to be cut out because she needed to be at home with her son and with her husband. And not because anybody else told her that's where she needed to be, but because that's where, after searching in her own heart, she decided that's where the big picture lies. Absolutely. And I thought that was awesome, and I, I loved too. it. I love her that she likes sci-fi. I love when... Yes, when the, the Star boys, Wars. The Star Wars, you know, and that was that was really cool because I happen to be a Star Wars fan myself. Not that I could have quoted it quite as well, or not quoted it, but, you know, um, summarized it quite as well as, as she did, but I thought that that was really cool. And then they all look... She, 
they're all looking at her and she's like, what? I like sci-fi. You got a problem with it? And nobody's going to question Bailey, right? So I, I thought that that was really cool. Absolutely. I agree. Okay. All right. The fast way. Good boy. I wish uh, okay. someone thought about we me We started all day. the episode. What's this? Okay. We started the episode with Callie and Mark in the on-call room. Oh, yeah. And he's totally trying. I'm, I'm not going to go into great detail, but he's doing the dirty talk that, that sets her off all day thinking about Han. And um, and she said she's getting paid. She's, we need to do it the fast way. And then... She, right. she tells him good boy anyway um i jotted that down because i thought it was funny and i meant to take it out but then you said it so anyway okay and why did you mean to take it out just because once you got the big picture it really didn't oh okay oh okay yeah, yeah. so when you get you to know. the end it's not that big yeah. of a deal when you got to the end it wasn't that big of a deal but this was yes. because um kelly and mark are scrubbing in um or out, I don't know, but they're standing in in the room where where you scrub in to to enter in, and and Callie is watching Erica perform surgery, and Mark comes in and he says he says some other things, but he, then he he says I wish someone thought about me all day because he knows that Callie has been thinking about her all day, you know, and so I we're seeing we're seeing changes in Mark, and I like them, right. I wish someone thought about me all day. Don't we all wish that? Mm-hmm. And um, they're all, I loved their, their um, all of their shock when the boy comes in. Because before they oh, show you, yeah, the, before the they show you the guy. boy in, in, in the concrete, um, or I'm sorry, the man, he was 19 years old. Yes. Um, before they show you him in the concrete, they show you everyone's reaction to him. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, oh my that's a really big drama or, or trauma and they're or really big trauma, really big trauma, you know, and it's just like, they're all echoing the same thing. And then they show you and he says, help me. Right. Which was just, was a great moment. Yeah. My question is, did he not have any clothes on? I think his, no, his they had to cut through his clothes, and then I guess as uh, they were peeling off the concrete... The clothes came they, they, with it? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Because okay. there was some kind of cloth sticking up out of... Okay. Okay, cool. I, I think that they were pulling it back as they went to treat his skin for the burns. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Welcome, Rakita, to the chat room, by the way. Very cool. Um, so, anyway, I really like that. I, I was not surprised that it was a dare... You know that it was it was a dare to from the other kids to impress the girl, and um and then when Lola said, "I can't help him," because of her fear uh, of what everyone else would think, right? And then he said, he he said something that was heartbreaking when he said, "My whole life is about kissing her," and so here is this nineteen year old man who is spent his whole life basically is what he's saying mm-hmm. you know um in in love with this girl yeah who now because of peer pressure wants nothing to do with him and so then in the end when she comes in and they finally kiss and Callie says you know he's been waiting his whole life for that kiss and that story just came to a completion i i i was satisfied sweet that's all it was a sweet story it was a sweet story now do we want to talk about the two kids in love 
the two kids in love? Yeah, let's talk about them. I mean, are we not going? How would we not talk about them? I know they were so the two tumor patients. Yes, the the two patients who had this the is tumor. the pimp stuff. <laughs> this is your pimp stuff. Yes. <laughs> um. So there, there's the two. What was her name? Was her name Jenny? I didn't pay attention. But Me neither. But somebody should have. His name was clearly Jeremy. Um. I, I remember that very well. Um, Jeremy was LJ from Prison Break. Yes. Um, we sat there for many moments, couldn't figure out who exactly he was. And um, Guess nine says Beth. Beth. Oh, you're. I think you're right. That sounds right. Um, I was very saddened by, by her parents' reaction to her being in love mm-hmm. with someone who would potentially die. Right. You know, and and I th- and the result being the fear that they would take away her will to live. Mm-hmm. In, in doing so, like we saw last week when um was her Greta, was it Greta who thought that that you know her Andre didn't exist. You know, thought that that he was a figment of her imagination. And so they lost her will to live. And I think that that is what ultimately hurt her surgery. Um, not that I'm a professional or anything, but, um, so I was, I was really saddened by, by her parents reaction to them being in love. I, I, I am saddened by their reaction to them being in love and them, you know, obviously kissing or whatever, but, uh, I want to hold on. (laughs) Why do I have to hold on? Because, because I know where you're going to go. Okay. And I just want to say that, that, so the parents are doing everything that they can to keep them apart, but she risks her life to go see him. Remember they, they caught her in the hallway. Yeah. Derek caught her. Yeah. Like literally caught her in his arms when she fell because mm-hmm. her, her limbs weren't working all the way. So anyway, um, she was willing she was willing to give her life just to go see him one last time. Right. And her parents didn't want her anywhere near him. Right. So can go I ahead. go there now? Yeah. Okay. Because the only thing I can think of the, about this little bit of the story here is the fact that I am totally understanding of the nature of, okay, I, I w- if I were the doctor, I would say, you know, given the the fact that these two are in love and they want to see each other and I, by golly, get her in a wheelchair and let them go see each other. But to sit there and have that conversation with him and then to put them in a room together and block the door and to lie to the parents is totally and utterly <laughs> irresponsible. It is borderline the worst thing I've seen since the LVAD cable. It was fine with me. I didn't care. Okay. So I got it off my chest, so I'm done. Are you you done? Yeah, because, you know, I'm not, I mean, people know how I feel, and I just think it was wrong, and you know what? It it is what it is. It is what it is, is, and for me, that's a whole lot worse than what you think. If it was our daughter or our son, you know, maybe we could speak up, but the fact is, is that that's not really going to happen. Yeah. You know? You're not going to have two doctors hide while while your kids have sex in a hospital. They weren't room. hiding. They were covering up. They were they were That's the same thing as hiding. Uh, hiding it. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Anyway, Rakita says it was lovely. 
I agree with Rakita. I thought that it was it, it was sweet. Yeah, it was it was um it was uh But I like when Derek said I've never gotten a is. patient laid before. Uh, yeah. I, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna get off my high horse. And you don't just, even know that they actually had sex. I mean they showed them, you know, the fact is, is that I've never helped get a, a patient get laid before. Hello? Well, did they look through the window and see what they were doing? Babe. Whatever. We're moving on because I thought that it was a beautiful expression of love, even though I don't believe in premarital sex. Okay. But it's on television. It is what it is. <laughs> they, they're, you know, why fight it all the time when, you know, if you're going to fight it as hard as you fight it, just drop the podcast. Stephanie. Sorry. It's getting late. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so so these two kids are, are madly in love and and his surgery is first. And she says, well, what if I die? Well, what if you die? And he says, we're not going to die. I'm not finished loving you. And I thought that that was special. But we're not going to talk too much about them anymore. So, um, I love that it was their story that was that was having Derek and Meredith really trying. Even though he was at the point where he was backing off of their relationship. But, she was at, but Meredith was at the point where she was ready to to move forward you know i loved that it was the kids who were i called them kids but that's because i'm old now anyway she says to him do not kill him yes (laughs) specifically do not kill him and um that that that's a tall order that that is a tall order and and i think that derek felt that um, obviously he was he was beginning to feel all of this failure before they went into surgery and then you know that just kind of what's the word I I don't know it just piled on top of all of it you know so anyway um, but the girl still wanted the surgery um, we kill things we Derek don't. We, Derek says we kill things I don't want to work with you or see you and then the, and then we already, we've already talked about this um, when Meredith says her mom told her to be an extraordinary woman um, Derek says this is making me a failure most of this we've talked about already right yep okay um, I fail her over and over again we talked about that already um she says that the 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 Beth the the teenage girl says as um she she's on the operating table Derek says we don't have to go through with it and she says to him let's just leap right and i loved that because of the whole analogy that's going on between the patient and and our characters who we either love or love sure. to hate. So they were sh- setting up the parallel between Derek and his needing to take a leap and trust. Well, that's what falling in love is. Right. It's taking a leap into something. Okay. Isn't it? Yeah. So um, I-, I liked that analogy also. Anyway, you've lost it, Cliff. You're kind of. 
I'm sorry. I, Pick I'm, it up. <laughs> you, you, you're not responding back to me, and I'm having a hard time just talking all the time, keeping this thing going. Well, Help me. The only, only other thing I can think of to talk about is the fact that Lexi broke in and has this photographic memory, and she remembers everything and finally builds up George, and George gets his second chance to be an intern or to take his intern exam. Okay. Lexi's a thief. She has I, a problem. She does have a problem. And she I'm, needs some help. Yeah, she she's definitely got an issue so, there. So, um, I still think that George is kind of a weenie. George is a weenie <laughs> because he was, you know, he gave his big speech to to the chief. When the fact is, is that all he had to do was ask. All he had to do was ask, and at the end of was it at the end of last season? I guess when he failed his test and everything. Um, my seasons are so messed up be- between what actually happened at the end of last season and then what happened before the rider strike, before the the break in the season. But um, but I know that that the test was at the end of last season. I I know that. Um, anyway, he just accepted his fate for what it was. Right. He just said, you know, I failed the test and I and I'm an intern again, and there's nothing that I can do about it. That's nobody's fault but his own. That's not the chief's fault for not giving him a second chance. He didn't ask for it. That's his fault for not asking for it. Right. He did not stand up and be a man. George is a weenie. George anyway, is a weenie. That's and all then, I got. Yeah, and the only other thing is, of course, is the kiss at the end. The kiss at the end? The kiss all at the them? end. And I just want to make a point that uh, I did not intentionally... There was somebody that asked via email if I intentionally left out the talk about the elevator scene in the last episode was it the elevator scene yeah yep, it was, the elevator it was scene. in the elevator and uh, no we did not intentionally leave that out in fact stephanie and i had a conversation we must have had the conversation between the time that the episode had ended and the time we actually hit record on the record on the recorder because i did not bring it up during that recording because i had already thought that we had talked about it right during the podcasting and so in essence just to relive that for just a moment i thought in the elevator my argument was i was ready to have cliff sing last week yes and my argument was <laughs> no erica Hahn did that just to spite mark i mean no erica Hahn is not they are not giving us conclusive evidence that she is um, that she is gay. Um, and so, however, I do believe that they're showing that Callie is all of a sudden struggling with right. maybe wa- wondering if she does. Now, I did go ahead and sing in this um, this episode. And the thing is, is that I still don't think conclusively they showed us for certain that Erica Hahn is... It, it, I don't think they've shown us conclusively that either one of them exactly that, are that, that exactly. But but they did Callie, go there. Th- Callie they did go there comes and, over and kisses her, and then pulls back. They look at each other and they kiss again. Yes, and and, and, and so, the second time Erica returns her kiss, and that is why. My husband got to sing for you lovely people. (laughs) Exactly. And, of course, I've already shared enough of my thoughts and opinions. And rather than get off of my podcast, I'm going to (laughs) just leave it at that. Thank you. Cool. I loved all the kissing at the end. There was just... It was... Well, a kiss is, is... Kissing is special. And... Or it should be. 
nowadays they just throw them out like like nothing else but um but the kiss between when when Adele kisses her husband you know it it is it means something to her and when Derek kisses Meredith it means something to him and he pulls back and he says you know I cannot kiss you the way I want to until I go speak to Rose mm-hmm. you know that that kiss means something and Callie is is you know whether she is struggling with with who she is or not that kiss meant something to her you know and so they were all just this you know and and Alex kissing kissing Izzy was was desperately trying to comfort something in him you know he needed that comfort and so that kiss meant something to him it was just a I I loved all the kissing at the end because each one was special to each person that that it was that it was happening for and so I just thought it was a great um accumulation of all of the emotion is that the did I say that right I don't know anyway Anyway, uh, that was an excellent episode of Grey's Anatomy, and I will say it was that a fantastic overall, I was very, finale. very pleased with the way the show was written. I had a lot of enjoyment and entertainment out of watching it. I enjoyed seeing some of the characters evolve the way that they did, and I think it was done rather well. So we are done with another that- season Oh, Grey's Anatomy fan podcasting. But before we end, I just, again, I'm going to say the same thing I just said, that 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 finale was fantastic. And I am so happy that they are back to the writing that caused us to fall in love with this in the first place. Yeah, yeah. You know, it it is just... It was really bad there for a while. I think it was early season four or... Late season three, early season four kind of got somewhere in there. I can't remember where, but it was starting to get really low. It did. There, there, was, but, no, there was no growth going on anywhere. The show was kind of stuck in a standstill. Yeah. And, this was good. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to next season. I am and too. so it's going to be too. quite interesting. Folks, thank you for hanging in there with us during the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast. We really appreciate the fact that you who have joined us during the live shows, those of you who have subscribed to our podcast and uh, downloaded our episodes each and every week, we really appreciate you. You know, of course, it's going to be the fall before we get to see another Grey's Anatomy podcast as well as some more Grey's Anatomy episodes. However, Stephanie and I will be podcasting a minimum of 20 hours a week over at gspn.tv. We really want to encourage you to come check out some of our other shows. What? Bye.